Today is Palm Sunday, and it's also the day in which we begin to prepare for the church's holiest week. On some level, we move through the whole story of God as man on earth, from his entrance into the holy city that represents the Jewish world, until his exit in death, a victim of human fear and jealousy and misunderstanding. Through this week, Jesus enters into Jerusalem, exciting the crowds and bringing promises of salvation, hailed as King of the Jews. We can reenact this morning the optimistic expectations of an enslaved people, hoping that this man was the Messiah. He is hailed as such by the throngs. Through this week to come, we will have his final teachings, his last commandment to love God and to love our neighbors as ourselves. He will demonstrate by washing the feet of his disciples that we are meant to be servants, not masters. He will gather with his closest followers in what must have been a frustratingly frantic attempt to teach them everything he wanted them to know before the inevitable end. He will show them and us how to bless and share the holy food and drink through which we become one with him, his body and blood. Then we will also this week swing wildly through the conspiracy of deception and betrayal and find ourselves hearing not shouts of Hosanna, but of crucify him. Instead of triumph, he will seem to be caught up in total betrayal. His followers fade away into the crowds. His most earnest disciples deny knowing him. The legal system, needing a sacrifice, will sacrifice the Son of God. Only a few who began the week with him will be with him at its end. It's perhaps difficult today to hail Jesus with Hosanna and with palms. We see too close ahead the frightening swing of the crowd and the politics of defeat. That the people came out for a spectacle is clear, both today when they waved palm branches in excitement and next Friday when they crowded to see the defeat of the same man, to see a crucifixion. It was exciting. Crowds crave excitement. I don't need to list the ways in which groups conform, motivated only by noise and crowd bonding. Think of sports arena. Think of political rallies. Think of conventions of politicians or workers or groups devoted to a multitude of causes and enthusiasms, parades and strikes. We don't have to call up much in the way of fantasy to understand something of the frenzy of either crowd, today's or Friday's to come. Yet this day also shows us the Jesus who acknowledges his leadership, who knows he is the Son of God who offers a display that will not be forgotten, even as it is abandoned. For just as we know that this week ahead holds for the church and for Christians, it is probable that Jesus himself knew what was ahead. Last Sunday's gospel included the idea that he knew the death he was to die. And even though the gospels were all written decades after the events they discussed, they all demonstrate some awareness that although Jesus was thoroughly a man, he was also thoroughly the Son of God. We're left today, when we think of this morning's readings, with some powerful language 
some of it feeling and sounding elemental to our experiences as Christians. Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. The same stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Let the same mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. I list these only because they should ring in our hearts as part of our very being. And yet we have the human failing of not really hearing statements when they become too familiar. The voices of our spouses or children or parents can begin to fade into mere sounds. We do not always hear what we hear. Try this week to hear the familiar story anew. It is always a new story. Each one of us probably lives through this story on a personal level at some time. We shout in triumph and exhilaration, but then there's a deflating and a defeat, and we throw ourselves into some crowd of naysayers. We lose our hope and possible joy because the world begins to tell us there is no hope. Today, as Jesus enters our lives, our Jerusalem, in triumph, don't be afraid to shout Hosanna. Even though you know that this, what this week will bring, follow it with honesty and commitment. Find out again how it feels to thrill with joy, how to fear defeat and to strive to overcome the inevitable loss that Friday will bring. Do not be afraid of fear. Offer your entire self this week to the Son of God. Whether in triumph in entering the holy city of Jerusalem, waving a branch of palm, or in apparent defeat on the road to Golgotha, we can pledge again to follow the Christ, even knowing where that will lead. Make use of the week ahead. It will reward your joy, your anguish, and your eventual salvation. Amen. Amen.